feel like a star, but only strictly where I'm famous. I'm in this for the longest haul, like we'll see where it takes us. I'm throwing back these double shots like whiskey here is weightless. Cause, cause this career I chose was even riskier than Vegas, yo. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Colby Rebel Show. I am your host, Colby Rebel, where my goal is to answer those questions or make those connections. But tonight, we have a very, very special episode on hand where I am so excited to have one of my very, very dear friends and amazing psychic medium and teacher in the studio with us to talk about spiritual connection and to do a few live readings on air. So be sure to put your question or connection in the comments and we may choose you for that free reading, which is super, super exciting. Couple things coming up that I want to go into before I bring on my amazing guest is the East Coast tour. So I will be leaving next week for New Jersey. Very, very excited. And on Sunday, we will have the dinner with Spirit. So this is really fun. I've been doing this. It, I just looked. I've been doing it since 2017. Um, I think we didn't do it 2000, uh, 2020, but every year we've done it. So very much looking forward to coming back to New Jersey, seeing my family and friends, but mostly to see you and connect to your loved ones in spirit. So these tickets here are available on the website. Go to events and you'll see all the events right here. And then, of course, I am heading up to see Reverend Joe Shield at The Journey Within. Also, uh, a a favorite of Lauren. So this will be really fun to have a, a chat about this. But Lauren Lauren knows Joe very, very well. Joe and I are teaching a workshop, Taking Your Spiritual Practice to Profession. And this is really, really a powerful workshop. It just is really great to help people, you know, decide to leave that nine to five and serve spirit full time. And then, of course, we are going to do an evening of mediumship at the journey with them. So that is our journey leg. But I now want to focus on that beautiful Cape Cod region <laughs> of our country with the beautiful fall. And so with that, again, I want to take a moment to introduce, bring in, you all know her, you all love her, you've all seen her, Lauren Rainbow. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Colby. Oh my God, what a fabulous introduction. That's so sweet. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing good. Like you said, it's fall here in New England and we are enjoying, you know, warm weather and beautiful colors. So it's my favorite time of year. <laughs> it, it's so exciting, isn't it? And I'm, I'm so, so excited to reunite with you. I, I feel like it's so effortless when we are together. <laughs> I know. And I'm excited to have you back here in New England. I can't believe it's almost been a year. I so this is going to be fun. <laughs> I know. I know. But, you know, it, it is very exciting. It is such a welcoming area. So I think that is 
you know, definitely one thing is I, I love, love, love the people there. I, I found everyone to be so warm and loving and uh, the hospitality. Oh, my gosh. We have to go back to that um, old restaurant. Remember that? Oh, yes. yes. Have to, I don't know if we'll be near it again, but we have to go there. <laughs> we'll, make, we'll make it work because, you know, that's one thing New England has is really old hotels with really old, cool taverns and places here in you know, it's just an, a magical time of year. <laughs> and it's, it's going to be near Halloween. So, you know, all that spirit is going to be all up in there. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think if there's one thing, maybe it's because of Salem Mass here, but I think people, you know, here Halloween and that time of year with the pumpkins and, and pumpkins is everywhere right now. Pumpkins yeah. and mums and, and beautiful colors. It, it is so spirited. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's it's amazing. So I'm, I'm very excited to kind of go in there and, and really like feel the energy. You know, we should do like a little live while we're in one of the places. Just, oh, kind of, <laughs> just feel the energy. What are we feeling? And and to, to kind of check it out. That will be really, really fun and exciting. But yeah, so I wanted to. Gosh, we have a lot of people jumping in here. Hi, bro. Hi, Cassie. Josephine from New Jersey. We've got Yvonne from Northern Cal. We've got Joe, everybody's in the house. So uh, a lot of people popping in. So if you guys want a reading or have a question, put it in the comments and we will see where we are drawn. Uh, that will be a lot of fun. But Lauren, you know, a lot for me recently and, and something I, I know that you are very, very passionate about as well is spiritual connection. And what does that mean for us, right? Yeah. Because I think it, could mean a lot of things uh, for a lot of different people. But, you know, I know spiritual connection is really important. I, I feel like it helps us have that growth. It helps us uh, be able to tap into our own higher self and our own loved ones on the other side. And I believe it be a beautiful practice. And, and I know you do a lot with traveling with it as well, you know, yeah. kind of sharing that spiritual connection internationally worldwide but uh, you know tell me a little bit about what you believe spiritual connection is how we all can connect what can we do to kind yeah. of make that connection stronger yeah i think what a great question because i think we think of mediumship especially as we both work a lot with the spirit world being you know about connecting with the departed loved ones but i feel like being spiritually connected is so much bigger than that you know, it's about having a deep connection with your own inner wisdom, your own inner intuition, and also connecting up with that higher source of love, you know, the divine light, whatever it is that you want to call that higher energy that is available to us. And, yeah. you know, having that spiritual connection is also about creating more flow, more grace, and, and being able to live an intuitive life. And I think Colby and I both love the magic that happens when we allow that spiritual connection to not just be about a working moment, but a lifestyle that we live. And yeah. to me, it just brings so much grace and so much amazing, you know, mystery and, and uniqueness to the work that we do and, and just a lot of fluidity. So I just, you know, spiritual connection is everything. <laughs> yeah. And, and I believe too, it really is a part of our daily practice. And, you know, I do know a lot of people take the time to, to meditate, which is wonderful to do that. But, you know, I was talking just the other day in a group where I believe that me that spiritual connection is outside of meditation as well. It's in 
connection with nature. It's in connection with source power. It is, you know, there's a lot of times I'll be outside just looking at the birds and the squirrels and, and having that connection. It is a sense of love too, don't, don't you think? I think that's the core of it, isn't it? That feeling of love, love for who we are, love for what surrounds us. And I love how you're saying like being out in nature, the animals, you know, again, here in New England, like the crisp air of fall is always a lovely time too to feel that spirited connection. Uh, but I think love is the core of it. And when you talk about that source power, which I love that term, you know, to me, source power is unconditional love. It's it's embracing the truth of that energy and living in that truth of love. So it's really gorgeous. <laughs> I do feel like one of the greatest reasons we are all here for the physical experience is for unconditional love. And what does that look like? And and that unconditional love starts with ourself, right? Yeah having that self-love, but then having that feeling of expanding that and bringing others in. And so, you know, that's a, that's a big part of it. So I know, again, you do these wonderful tours that are around the world and, you know, you must feel that spiritual connection on that tour, even if there's a language barrier or uh, a culture barrier um, or difference. And we shouldn't even say barrier, right? Really, it's just a difference. Um, but don't you find that spiritual connection to be fluid? And, and in what ways do you see that spiritual next connection coming through? Oh, my God, the journeys are really, you know, to me, the the profound shifts of even deeper connection with that source. You know, we're traveling to places in e Egypt and India that are really built for spiritual connection. You know, when you're going to these old temples or you're going to sacred lands that, you know, different uh, cultures have created their own space of worship or divine connection, you're almost stepping into these really imbued areas of spirit and that have been literally built for connection. So like when you go to the Great Pyramid, for example, it's all it literally is that ascension energy to that higher, you know, en uh, place, uh, that source power. So to me or Peru when you're, you know, in the Machu Picchu and we are, you know, where the shamans have, you know, created ceremonies for, for generations. And India is really full of still living traditions that have thousands of years history of spiritual connection and, and divinity. So when you walk to these places and you really put yourself into these sacred ways or into these, you know, sites that have that been built for that, you're almost magnifying that connection. And it to me, I think these journeys really help create a space to kind of light that fire in you even more and create more of that passion in your in your life. <laughs> Where is your favorite? Do you have a, a favorite place? Oh, There's been so many. I mean, you know, I'll say quickly on, on a heart level, I've been called to Egypt my whole life, and I think it's really profoundly powerful still. Uh, India is just what I love about India, and it's also like a soul. I always say Egypt's the heart of the world and India's the soul of the world, the two biggest ones. And, um, you know, some of these we've, we've been called to as young children or in, in our youth. But India, to me, what I love the most about there, like I said earlier, is you're walking into ceremonies where, you know, hundreds of Hindus are coming to the Ganges, the sacred river, to pray every day still. And you get to sit in that and chant with them. And to me, that's probably... You know, when I go to places like Haridwar, India, which is an old, you know, ancient city or Varanasi, the oldest, holiest city in the world, you're really just like stunned by the traditions that still live there. So 
I don't know which if I have a favorite, but some of the most powerful places I'd say I've been is Varanasi, Machu Picchu. Um, I, my favorite place in India is, I mean, Egypt is Karnak, where Sekhmet Temple is, you know, so each country has a favorite. <laughs> it, it, it's kind of like trying to choose your favorite child. We're not yes. supposed to do it. <laughs> really, really hard. And the idea of even learning to find and explore more places, you know, these are yeah. the three that I've had a lot of profound shifts experience. Yeah. 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 And England, you know, I've been to a few times in places like Stonehenge or Glastonbury. I mean, you know, you go to the, you go to that area and Glastonbury is one of my favorites because it's just got a lot of divine mother energy and a lot of holiness about it. So there's so many in the world to explore. It's gorgeous. Oh, <laughs> I love it. I love uh, Suzanne's comment here. She says traveling to those sacred places must be life changing. And then to meet so many different people in the world. And that's true. Well, that's how that's how you met your, your soulmate. husband. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I've been doing journeys for so many years before I met my my partner in 2017. Wow. Uh, wow, that long ago? It's been that long ago. And, yeah, well, you, know, you met him when I started Dinner with Spirit. Yes. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> and now we've been married two years. I, wow. The last thing I really thought a journey would ever do was produce love. And, you know, yeah. me, I, I let go of the idea of finding that I was just here to do the work. And then I get off a plane and run into him. And so <laughs> the rest of the is. <laughs> yeah, you know, just wanted to make sure dead smack. You can't, you can't miss him. <laughs> you can't miss him, and he was her guy. He had a sign for you, literally. <laughs> literally, he actually did. <laughs> but it was Lauren. <laughs> Pay attention to the sign. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and that's true. Just even for you know our listeners, when we do talk about spiritual connection, it is about noticing the signs and synchronicity. So. I was mentioning this in the group the other day, and, and I'm guilty of it. I believe I have been guilty. I, I am better um, in the more recent years. But, you know, rather than saying to spirit, show me this, well, then show it to me again. And no, now I really don't believe you. So you have to show it to me a third time and then maybe I'll believe you. Like, I, I feel like when we really notice the synchronicities and the repeating numbers or the repeating signs or the messages and and take them to heart and say, okay, yeah, wait a second. This isn't just coincidence, right? Yeah. I feel like that is such a part of spiritual connection as well. And we so easily want to dismiss it. Yeah. We always want to dismiss it, don't we? And I think yeah. that, you know, that's the child. I love how you're seeing the folks that I call them, you know, when, when we're like, oh, are you sure spirit? Are you sure? Do you want to show me that again? You yeah. know, when we're testing the waters and and I feel like to me in the beginning, I think there was a lot of that in my early stages too. So I have to admit I've done that too. But yeah. I feel like, and I've heard some of your great stories, like when you found your condo and the key. That oh you stole, yeah. You know, like sometimes they're just like knock dead, you know, knock on, knock dead, pardon my, pardon the pun spirit. But you know, just these, these, there's just some moments that are so clear. You can't deny. You're like, okay, no need to say that again. I hear you. <laughs> I get it. I got, I got the demo. <laughs> Yes, I love it. You know, and and Joe uh, here brings up a good point. Now, he talks about this time of year with the orbs in the kitchen mm. camera, which is wonderful. But orbs also, you know, can be a part of that spiritual connection. We have orbs. It's been a while, actually, since I've seen orbs. I, I will tell you, I was in Lily Down. It was uh, pre-COVID. And oh, my gosh, I was in that hotel because I was teaching and there were my room was 
filled with orbs. They were loud, proud, and unapologetic about their presence. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, uh, okay, okay, are you, do I even need to be here? You all just having a party without me. <laughs> I know. I love seeing orbs. And, you know, it's, yeah. I, I feel like way back almost 20, this is where, where I date myself in the work, you know, I mean, remember 20 years ago, one of the first times I ever saw a picture of orbs, uh, uh, I was in a situation where uh, a friend of mine was building a metaphysical center here in Manchester yeah. and somebody took a picture inside the space when it was being built and the orbs that were there were like, oh, the energy is coming. It's so exciting. And I mean, that was over 20 years ago now. So yeah. it's really fascinating to see spirit being more and more present in our lives and doing things like that to show that they're with us, not only energetically but visually so i can't even wait to see what another 10 years of this work is going to show us <laughs> you know and, and really even with that being said with the way technology is advancing and i find it phenomenal like i would absolutely volunteer for someone to hook up some little plugs little, oh please totally right and, and show <laughs> what is happening on the inside you know, explain it to me, but I would guarantee there is a physiological change when we are making that connection. Yeah. And I know our good friend, Joe, who you were just going to, you're going to be yep. seeing soon as well. Yes. He's done that. And I remember the fascinating, you know, story that he was told and, you know, about being in that situation. And, you know, I've actually been with the medium as well before, uh, God, I think we were in Virginia beach, getting ready to go to Edgar Casey school, Airy and, and I got to sit in the room while he was being hooked up and to go into a meditative state. And it's in my mind, I'm like, please pick me too. <laughs> but yes, to see that the mind is really able to track what is going on here. And I think give a little bit of real science to this work yes. now, which is what I'm loving. We're starting to see science is trying to show that there might actually be something really happening and, you know, yes. gives people a little bit more evidence to this. So I, I think that that is amazing. And yes, I agree with you. Hook me up. Let's go do it. <laughs> I, I know it, it is. Uh, it is very exciting to, to see. But I know for me and, and you as well, you know, when we are connecting to the other side, you know, it is truly palpable. I think that's the one thing that is hard for us to explain. We may see spirit, fear spirits, you know, see those mental images, um, know things, but it literally is so real. It, it is so real for us. And I think when you say something or bring something in or even more fascinating, your body naturally does something that your recipient totally connects to. The loved one in spirit that you don't know you haven't seen them and i feel like that is such a beautiful validation that yes this is real we are on to something and you know i don't believe our, our there is death right i, I believe you know it's interesting too i believe and i, I want to hear your thoughts too is so you know how helium will get the balloon to kind of lift off or we have the rocket ship, right? And we need it to drop off and then the rocket soars into space, right? It, it is the end point that keeps it into the Earth's atmosphere. I believe our physical body is that. It keeps us in the physical. It keeps us anchored. Once we pass away, the soul soars 
right? The body is not needed, but our soul is all around. Our soul is everlasting, which is why they love to just walk around and chit chat. There's there, you know. <laughs> And I agree. And I don't want to be, I hope this isn't a morbid thing to say, but, you know, I remember being with a parent when they were passing and you could feel the soul leaving and and you could sense when the soul has left the body, you can sense that the energy of life isn't there anymore. Yeah. So to me, I think that was, that was one of the most sad, weirdly sad, but in a good way, powerful moments of realizing like we are separating from the physical because you can sense that when you're near somebody who's departed. Uh, yeah. But what I love about that, too, is, you know, and this is my philosophy, and I'd, I'd love to hear yours on this. I don't know if this is the real existence for us. I think the other side is the real existence, and we're here on vacation. I know sometimes for those of us who have got through this, you're probably going, oh, Lauren, is this really a vacation? But I mean, oh, for me, I think this is where we learn, where we grow, yeah. where we excel, but I don't think oh. this is our natural fault. No, no. We think, here's the deal, right? We, we <laughs> get here, and we have this experience and we think you know if i'm being generous it's a hundred years right more likely the average is probably 60 to 70 and we think it's so long okay i i feel like this is a a blip this is preschool you know you're done and then you get to the and you're like oh my gosh that's all i did that's all of that was only that but I, I also believe that it is about love and pure love and connection. And, you know, that is why we are all here. And I, I do believe and I really hope I, I'll tell you, Lauren, I hope we are right, is that we do get to reconnect with those loved ones on the other side, that there is this beautiful gathering. Um, I believe that there is, you know, they show me and I know they've shown you that when someone's pa- who's there yeah. oh your mom was with them when they were passing or they're not alone and you know I, I don't feel like all of us who do this work and and others who don't even do the work who also have experienced it right they, they how many listeners have heard a, a, a parent passing saying oh my mother's here with me oh or talking to their father or talking to a brother or you know so there's enough I think evidence that says, okay, wait a minute. Like, yeah, yeah this party continues. <laughs> I, I, if I could share just a real fact, I may have shared yeah. this before with you, told, uh, Colby, but uh, when my grandmother passed a few years ago, who wasn't necessarily the biggest believer in this work, and I remember <laughs> she had a near-death experience before she finally transitioned. And I love telling this story because I used to pray to, you know, the spirit that sees I just hope she gets it one day, whether that's yeah. here in the living or in the spirit, just well, just let me know that she gets it one day. And so she had a near-death experience. And when I visited her in the hospital, she ushered the whole family out and said, I need Lauren. And then when the door was shut, she goes, okay. So I got to the other side and she calls it the meadow of light. I was in the meadow of light. I met your grandfather and I need to come back and tell you that we're all going to be okay. Oh. I'm going to be okay. And she was like lit up. But the other thing I couldn't get, I, I was so fascinated by when she was telling me this, she was glowing like like God was with her. And she just oh. kept saying like, we're all going to be okay, Lauren. Don't worry about it. We're all going to reconnect. We're all going to be okay. And I'm like, I can't believe I get to witness this from the limit, <laughs> you know? And and it was such a blessing for, you know, someone who just didn't, she was a faithful woman, but she yeah. didn't understand the work that I was doing fully. And to, to have that moment where she was just like, 
I still can't get over the glow. Just this, yes. this life in her at 92 yes. years old. And it, it was extraordinary. So I always say from the, the words of a woman who did not believe in this stuff, I got to hear right from the horse's mouth. <laughs> my my uh, mother, part, this was a few years prior to her her passing, but she she said, uh, she, she didn't, and then she started to. But prior to her, she was like, I don't know how she does what she does, but there's something to it. There's something I can't. So <laughs> I definitely feel like, and then prior to, she was getting more and more experiences. But I remember she was, you know, had just come out of the hospital and she, and, uh, and she had talked about dying and I, and I said to her, well, at least I'd get to still talk to you, Graham. And then, <laughs> and then she said, well, yeah, it's great, but I'd still like to talk to more than one family member. And I was like, oh, okay, well, thanks. <laughs> oh, I feel so special. Um, but you know what is fascinating, you know, since her passing, which is we're almost at the two year anniversary and since her passing, I cannot tell you how many times she has come to me in dreams. Like, unbelievable. I cannot, I feel so grateful. Sometimes we have one dream or it takes a while. I mean, this lady loves to just be a presence in my life um, or even thereafter with the signs and the symbols. And, you know, that were, I know one time I was, you know, a hummingbird is, is my sign for her. And I've got this, I'm in this tiny little baby cabin here in Big Bear. And I am not, the doors were open. And this happened twice. Once was I was outside sitting on the patio. And this hummingbird, I am not kidding, flew right here. Right here. I mean, I literally didn't even want to breathe. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. I'm like, <laughs> kidding. You know? And then another time. I'm sitting, you know, right where I am, right here. And the back door's open. The front hummingbird flies in, swoops here, and then flies out the front. So I was like, okay, I believe in science and symbols, Jane. I got it. <laughs> I had a similar one with my grandma as well. She loves cardinals, and we all know cardinals are the, the bird of spirit. But, you know, I, I love signs like this, like the hummingbird coming so close. And in this situation, I was driving. It was a few weeks after my grandmother passed and another medium friend of mine called to check in and I pulled over. My car is running. I have a little beetle at the time and a cardinal came and sat right on the hood in front of me and looked at me for five minutes. It wasn't yeah. just a second. Let me pop in. I'm here on the phone going, you won't believe what's happening right now. You know, here is this cardinal staring at me and it wow. just sat there on my car and you just kind of go, and, and it happens to be my grandmother's favorite bird. So that's why wow. I know messenger spirit, but it was also her favorite bird. So I just love that it was just sitting there so long on a car that's idling, just like, oh yeah, I got you, Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And I'm going to start to go to you call it. <laughs> yes. And that's what I love about some really strong signs from spirit is sometimes they're just like we talked about yeah. earlier and you can't deny that. You know, it right. was just so crystal clear that in the middle, I think I was even parked at a car wash or something. You know, I'm not even in the middle of the woods. I'm in the middle of the city at a car wash and it's just sitting there. <laughs> wow. That's so crazy, though. It, it is very validating, though, isn't it? And it is. Um, I think it's important that people understand as mediums that, you know, I think people think we're weak at the spirit all the time. 
But I think it's important to understand that as mediums, we get those signs and we kind of need them too. You know, they just oh yeah remind us that we're doing the right thing or that we're going in the right way. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so we have Linda here. Uh, her question, do either of you believe in star seeds? So I will leave that one up to you. Um, well, it's funny because as somebody who travels to these crazy ancient lands like Egypt, um, you know, I think the star seed energy is something I absolutely believe in. And it's a huge philosophy. But here's how I would try to, you know, bring it down into the simplest form. Um, I do think that we all perhaps and, and maybe this is something to meditate on, but I think every single human being is a star seed. I don't think that Earth is our natural home. I also would. And I think there's evidence to that. I and you think of all the animals that do live here on Earth. They don't destroy the Earth and build it to, to function. Humans have done that. So I think that we are indeed from other areas. I think we have come to this earth. I think we're ravaging her, unfortunately. But uh, that to me is one of the biggest pieces of evidence that I believe that perhaps none of us are really from here originally, that we are from a higher place. So, you know, to me, that's what I would say is the simple aspect of what a star seed is. You are yeah. kind of a star seed. You've come down from a higher place to be here. And uh, again, I think evidence is, you know, we are the foreigners of this planet because look at what we're doing to it to survive on it. When no yeah. other being or animal that lives on this planet does that to this planet to live. So to yeah. me, I think we are indeed all starseeds. I hope that is a simple nutshell of a huge That's a simple. I love it. I love it. So Suzanne's got a, a great question. So do mediums ever get angry at humans? and break that beautiful aura that surrounds them. You're always so positive, but on this side, stuff happens and sometimes it's like, uh, will this never end? Suzanne, yes, I get angry. I have a temper. I can yell. I have been known to throw things. I am from Jersey and born this way. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, 100%. But, but, you know, there's also reflection and there's also growth. So if I if I have that moment or I get upset, I, I I at least try to learn and grow from it or go, OK, well, why was I triggered or where is that coming from? So I think that self growth is is and self-development is is such an important part and journey of the medium just because you're a medium doesn't mean you're not allowed to be human and not allowed to have emotions and not allowed to cry. I mean, could you imagine saying, well, you're a medium. You, you can't be sad that a loved one, you can't grieve that a loved one has passed because you know, they're okay. Or, you know, yes, we, we feel just as much as everybody else. In fact, our senses are so heightened and our awareness is so expanded that we may feel more. And so, you know, that is pretty diverse. I don't know. I'd love to hear if you ever get mad, Lauren. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, someone said to me, your last name is Rainbow. You must never have a bad day. And oh. my answer to that is there's many colors in a rainbow. <laughs> yes. And I think it's that what a great, you know, what a great question. And I think on the outside, we I think what you're you're saying, too, is that mediums are spirited energy. We work with spirits. So I think a lot of us come across as high energy spirited yeah. people because that's the way we work. But you know, don't talk to my husband about my temper. <laughs> uh, and I think that's, you know, it's normal to feel. We have to feel, we have to express. Like you said, Colby, you know, we're talking about a grandma's passing. And, you know, it was emotional for me. Just because I know yeah. she's okay doesn't mean that I don't miss her presence. And that doesn't yeah. 
sorrow sometimes, you know. Um, but I also think that, you know, one of the interesting things about the comment was, does it break the aura? And I don't think temperament or anything breaks anything. Um, you know, your energy is your energy. And yeah. what does it move with our emotions? Absolutely. You know, just because yeah. I'm having a bad day, though, doesn't mean I, my energy's broken. It just means I'm expressing myself. So maybe my aura gets wider. Or if I'm feeling really sad and sorrowful or just leave me alone today, my aura might feel a little closer to me. But I, I think to really break that energy would be really difficult. Yeah, no, I don't believe that the the angriness breaks the aura. Uh, but think of it as like the placenta. The baby may kick, the baby may push. That placenta is still there. <laughs> That's a good way to put it out. So we may be like... <laughs> You know, that beautiful aura may turn a deep purple every now and again, but it's so there. I love that. So true. <laughs> um, now, we've got a great, you know, I love this question from our dear friend, Brandy. Uh, Brandy says, Aww. how do you regulate burnout? Oh, I, I know my answer. Please go you first. Go first? I have one, but I'll let you go first on this okay, one. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. The burnout is caused from not respecting your boundaries. Mm -hmm. So when you respect your boundaries, then then the word no comes into your vocabulary. No, I'm sorry, I'm not able. I'm not available. I would love to help you here, but can you please check back with me next week? It's taking time for you. And I feel like, and, and it is hard. I mean, especially I'm a, I'm very sensitive to the moms out there. You know, if you're a mom and you've got those young ones and you're trying to, you know, navigate them, navigate your career, navigate your relationship, um, especially if maybe there's fur babies in the house and you've got all of this. And then on top of it, you're trying to take care of you. You know, by the time you're in, I mean, yeah, you're the one worn out, you know, because what what are you going to do? It, it gets hard. But I feel like the best way to, to regulate. So I know for me, um, Brandy, and then we'll love to hear what, what Lauren says. I know for me, I can tell when I'm almost at that verge because I'll feel very kind of tired and my throat will start to hurt. As if I feel I may be starting to get sick and I go, oh, you know what? I'm just tired. I'm just fatigued. And I will go out to a bar. No, <laughs> no, I will I will just take some time off. I will, you know, relax and, and have friends and have real conversations and, you know, enjoy nature and not feel guilty for doing that. But now what about you? Yeah. And, you know, we love Brandy. So thank you for chiming in. And it's funny that you're talking about moms and, you know, people have a career, which we know she does as well. And you know, I think there's, I, I agree that boundaries, especially with the human world, are extraordinarily important. You know, people can put a lot upon us in their need. And a lot of times I feel like if I'm being pressed and my energy is not there, I will have to often say to people, I want to show up better for you. So, you know, let me come to this when my energy is best. The other thing about burnout, too, Brandon, I'm curious if this resonates as well, is when we're doing the work and the volume of work that we do, we need to have healthy boundaries with. And I, I think that's a learning process and yeah. a constant adjustment. You know, I think about my 26 year old self who could do, you know, weird volume of readings a day, seven days a week. And now in my, you know, older, <laughs> my slightly more elevated years, 
I didn't down to just a few sessions a day, you know, X amount of days a week. And, you know, for me, it has constantly been something I also have to, you know, check in with myself. If I'm finding that I'm faltering in the work or I feel like my quality isn't there, that I have to check in with myself and ask, is my schedule too much? You know, is there, do I have to shift this as well? So I think it's a constant check in with yourself, like you're saying, Colby, and not being afraid to adjust according to what you're capable of and knowing that lifestyle, age, you know, again, being a mom in some cases or, you know, other things going on in your life are going to affect what you're able to do. So regulating burnout is, is a practice and something that you want to in tune with yourself and, you know, check in. And like you said, Colby, sometimes I'm like, all right. I always like that the last two weeks of the year are, you know, from Christmas to New Year's and a little bit before that's my time every year. I never oh, do any work at the end of the year because I like to close my year out yeah. with, with, with just me and then rebirth into a new year as well in a freshest space possible too. So I yeah, love it. those times that really help you. Yeah. And that's what, you know, Brandy's saying the boundaries are something she's learning and maintaining. So yeah. And we love you, too. We love you, too. <laughs> uh, now, uh, Sandra here. I love Sandra. Um, I really need to get back on my path. Any messages for me? And I think, too, uh, you know, it, it's interesting. I feel like it's, you know, when you're on that purpose, that nudge is there, right, mm-hmm. Sandra? So where are you getting that nudge? Where do you feel like? you're kind of missing. Are you missing the readings? Are you missing showing up? Are you missing, you know, being of service, you know, in order to accommodate, you know, what is going on in your life that ask yourself kind of like, where do you feel you're dimming your light? Right? Because, you know, where we're dimming or why are you dimming your light? Sometimes we can dim our light if we don't feel accepted or if, we're in a situation where we can't or there's too much stress or pressure or anything. But when we start to dim our light, we start to get really severely off our path. So what do you uh, what advice do you have for Sandra Lark? You know, it's really interesting because, you know, and I think we use this word being on the path as though, you know, we're following some kind of road through life. And as somebody who just journeys everywhere, uh, what I've learned is that life is is indeed a journey, but sometimes there's, you know, I always say life is like Google Maps. Sometimes you know the destination, but sometimes it takes you off this little side oh, road to no. get back on the main road. <laughs> you know, like, like ways. No, it's like wait. Ease is the worst one. It's supposed to give you the quick, shortest route. And next thing you know, they have you on some backcountry road that you never heard of, and it's pitch dark at night, and you're saying, Mason is out there for you. Okay. That's what happens. <laughs> and that's so, so it's not that you're really ever off the path. You've just taken a little detour around for some reason. Maybe you needed a scenic moment, or, you know, sometimes there's a little bit of a lesson, or you maybe needed to pull back, you know? So, you know, I think the biggest thing for anybody who's experiencing this, and, and if I can just add that 2020 shift that we had, I don't know what seems like a decade ago, um, is really creating more speed in our life. Time is shifting. Things are moving faster. And I think we're just more sensitive to this need of purpose. I see so much more people, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? And so I feel like, you know, start in the basics of your life. And this is even something I've had to do this year when I 
I feel like I need to create something massive instead of just gone back to the basic side of mediumship and just done good old fashioned messages from spirit. And that feels amazing. So yeah. if you're feeling like you're off your path in some way or feeling a little lost in the woods, come back to that basic loving thing that really drives you up and let that be something that heals and gets you centered for new growth. And it's not going backward. It's just coming back to yourself. You're basically coming back to your spiritual connection. What? Right. <laughs> the way that it started for you. You know, start at the beginning again. <laughs> I finding joy in it. What what brought you joy? Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. So, and Amanda, Amanda says, uh, speaking of being a working mama three and being in the thick of it all, this amazingness and tiredness. I'm having a tough time deciding to stay on the path of a career. I go back and forth every day. You know, it's interesting. I wonder if there's just some guilt, like because you're a mom at three, do you feel mm -hmm. guilty for doing something for you? Do you feel like you're supposed to be there and that this is your role and this is your job and that you want that career, but you feel guilty um, or if you're just too tired, you know, that's a part of it. But yeah, it is guilt. So she is saying it is that guilt. But Think about what you're showing your three beautiful babies by being a powerful career person, that you are following your passion, that you are living your purpose. And, you know, isn't that the best example for your kids and finding that balance? But what do you what do you take on it, uh, Laura? You know, I think guilt is like our ego, you know, our ego. I always see like, you know, there's the heart calling the natural part of us, our soul essence that's always going us forward. Right. And then we have the ego brain that's like, well, but oh, should I? And I think guilt is just another voice in the ego that is really holding you back from something that you deserve for you. We were raised a lot. I was raised in my traditions, my younger traditions, this way to feel guilty if I wanted to do something that brought me joy or was something that was good for me. And I think too, so I, I'd want to see guilt as just another way of the ego holding you back from your truth. So if you yeah. feel guilty, dive in, Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, dive into that. <laughs> and, and I have a theory that all of our lower vibrational emotions are the ego, right? They are the ego. If you look at anger, frustration, depression, disappointment, even grief, right? Because from the spirit side, the passing is love. It's beautiful. It's light. They have returned to the universe. The ego misses the person that misses the person in the physical, right? So um, yeah, I think it is really important, like you're saying, Lauren, of, hey, wait a second, let's not feel guilty because that's the ego stepping in. It's holding you back from something amazing. Yeah. The last thing, if I can just throw a little tiny, yeah. you know, I always say there's a little clause in there, but I mean, also think about it in this particular case, like with Amanda, you're trying to do something for your well-being, yourself and your huh? family. So, yeah. And to me, this feels good. I mean, when if you're making a decision that you know is bad for your health or your well-being, and then there's a guilt feeling there, do be a little bit smart about that, you know? Um, like if you're diabetic and you feel guilty for eating ice cream, treat yourself once in a while, you know how to balance your sugar, right? But, you know, don't always go to that other guilty pleasure part where you know you're creating harm for yourself. And, then, you know, yeah. in, it, in this case, Amanda, it feels like you're trying to make it just a really smart decision for yourself that feels good. So, yeah, 
I, and I feel like let that purpose and passion really flourish and find balance as we were talking about earlier, right? Yeah. Finding that balance so that, you know, and if you're, if you are happy and you are living your purpose, your kids are going to see that you're going to bring more joy. You will end up having more energy for them. There won't be any resentment that, that things aren't working out. So yes. Well, that was that. Um, we only have a couple minutes left, if you can even believe it. <laughs> Go by so um, It really, really, really does. So uh, we'll do this one super quick before we, we say goodbye. But Lori, you know, is my mom around me? She passed away last August. So this might be a perfect one to kind of dive into. So if you want me to kind of just go into yeah. that a little bit from the spirit side, Lori, um, you know, the first thing I get immediately is a woman who feels like you were kind of her rock in her kind of, especially at the end, I feel like you were my rock, you were my voice, you were my advocate. And I don't know, Lori, if, and I know you're, you're, you're kind of probably respond in the comments, but I feel like your mom had a hot ticket personality when she was here in Alfie. Um, and I do feel that as she steps in, I want to use the word number one. So I don't know if that means you're the oldest or again, that firstborn or just that a little bit, that one closer to you. Uh, but I just feel like she's that you're, you were that number one essence for her. Uh, the other weird thing is, and I don't know why I'm seeing this, but she talks about lipstick. So if that has any significance, I don't know if she always had to put on her lipstick or have her lips done, but I keep seeing a, a little thing of lipstick here as if I needed to. Uh, always have myself put together or thank you for keeping me looking well. So I get the sense that she might have been a bit unwell before she passed. Is there something you want yeah. to add to that, Colby? Yeah, I just, again, I think it is absolutely her around you. And of course, I believe it's something where, I believe it is something where you have been sending her, mom, if it's you, I need you to do this and I need you to do that. And she's responding. So it's like, Yes. <laughs> and it is it is knowing that. So, yes, I hope that helps. Now, you and I, we have some wonderful upcoming events that I'm super, super excited about. You know, I'm very excited. We're going to teach this workshop, Fundamental Pillars of Spiritual Gifts. I, you and I just kind of, we, we just jumped on this and we were like, yes, yes, and more yes. And you know, I'm very excited about this. You know, this is Sunday, October 22nd. You know, it's going to be this great workshop, the Fundamental Pillars of Spiritual Gifts. Tell, tell us about Circles of Wisdom and, and, and what, you know, anybody who takes this class can kind of expect from it. Yeah, so we're going to be for the first time, well, for you for the first time, for me, it's been quite a, a bit of a journey. Circles of Wisdom in Methuen Mass is one of the oldest longest running they're celebrating 25 years as we speak in business and has been just this incredible space for metaphysical spiritual development now for as we know 25 years uh and it's in methuen kathy our beautiful space holder at circles of wisdom has created an incredible shop with crystals and you know cards and stuff and then we have this gorgeous room that we're going to be teaching in so uh, for anybody who's here in massachusetts or in the new england area and wants to come see us at circles please do Yes. This workshop is about, you know, I think what we decided when we did this was not only just talk about intuitive pillars, but as we've been talking about here today in the class is really establishing, you know, some pillars in your life. Everybody, yeah. the thing about being spiritual is that it gets to be a little bit more of your own design, but some people I don't think know how to design their own spiritual faith or belief system. 
So I feel like what we're trying to create with this gorgeous program is how you can find what are the pillars that really center you in your life and help you create a spiritual path and practice yeah. them. So I'm really yeah, excited and, for that. <laughs> That's gonna be and, fun. and like to the point tonight, if you find yourself out of balance or you find yourself feeling guilty, how do you get it back into the pillars to figure out which pillar is is out of place, right? Yeah. Um, and then we have an evening of unforgettable <laughs> connection. So it is a full day. It's, it's a full day. Full day. <laughs> it is a lot. Uh, but we are, you know, it's it's so great though because somebody kind of take it for the workshop, go grab dinner, and come back for an evening of messages. So I, I know I'm very very excited. We had so much fun last time we had an evening of messages. It was great, and we even had a great workshop experience. So I'm excited to work with you again and have you back here in New England. And I can't wait to bring you to circles and see this amazing gorgeous space. So. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is going to be so great and um, really, really fun. And I, I can't wait to see you in just a couple, couple weeks. So can't believe it. But I do want to thank you for being here, for joining me. I, I look forward to seeing you. Look forward to seeing the leaves. I want to thank everybody uh, for any of our East Coast friends. Come to the event closest to you. And Lauren, uh, thank you so much. And I will see you in just a couple weeks. We'll see you soon. Thank you, Colby. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to the Colby Rebel Show. Be sure to follow Colby on social media at Psychic Rebel. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, please head on over to iTunes to leave a review to help Colby grow the tribe. Colby is an international psychic medium, teacher, best-selling author, and speaker. She is a master teacher of the Lisa Williams International School of Spiritual Development and is the owner of the Colby Rebel Spirit Center in Los Angeles. Visit ColbyRebel.com.